Well, hello. I'm Bill Gray. That guy over there on the other line is... John Chapman. And we are two old goats. That's what they tell us. Yeah, well, you know, they put us out to pasture, but we didn't want to go, and we keep breaking the fence. So that's where we are. Uh, A lot of stuff going on. Uh, Things changing uh, as we sit down to record today. But uh, in our um, in our preps for this, uh, the big conversation in the last month or so has been about President Biden uh, pardoning uh, federal marijuana uh, for a possession in on uh, in federal courts, I guess, or jails. Uh, uh, pardoning anybody that was charged on federal property. Okay, good. So you have the background on this, so I'm going to throw it at you. Well, I think we have to look at it in the perspective of how this all happened. People were smoking pot since realized it made them feel good. But back during the Nixon administration, Nixon didn't want the hippies or black people to vote. So, and this comes from an interview that John Ehrlichman did, I think in 1994, but it was not published until 2016. But Ehrlichman made the statement that they didn't want the hippies and they didn't want the blacks to vote because they wouldn't vote for Nixon. So they tried to figure out a way to stop them from voting. So Nixon decides, or Ehrlichman, whoever that cabal they had was going, decided we can, since they both were smoking pot, that we can stop them by instituting drug laws and put them in jail. All right. So that then. was the origination of, quote, the war on drugs, even though it wasn't such a really a bad drug, but they made it a schedule one drug or whatever it's called. And they put it up there right along with opium and heroin. Because it has no medical benefit. (laughs) That's what... That was then. That was then. And now is now. So today, as of, you know, October, whatever it is, in 2022, there are 400,000 people serving in the for-profit jail systems in this country on marijuana charges. That's ludicrous. You put people in jail because they get caught once, twice, or the third time for, you know, a joint or something, they go to jail for a long time. Think about 400,000 people that get released from jail if the states would follow Biden's rule and let these people out because some of them probably shouldn't be let out, but most of them on the small insignificant possession charges, they shouldn't be in jail. Well, I mean, if you're going to be in jail, uh, it's something that is not legal in 38 states. Um, 17 I mean, states, I think, now. Well, I'm, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about medical, if you include medical, that it's legal if you have a medical license or a medical um, uh, card is the word I'm looking for. So my, my point is it's, it's legal a lot of places. And and I would uh, venture that a lot of these folks that, you know, if they have, you know, other charges that you know need to keep them in jail, those charges aren't going away. But 
if you're in there for a joint, you know, then let's get them out and see if we can get them trained and join the workforce, try to be productive and not on the system. Yeah, because jail is not a good place to be rehabilitated. Well, there's no incentive for it. And and then when, I mean, that opens up a whole new can of worms when you talk about uh, for-profit prisons yes. and, the, and the incarceration rate since then. But, I mean, that would be, uh, you know, a whole show in itself. But, you know, the thing, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm listening. I, I'm just saying that, you know, the thing about marijuana is, um, I mean, you, you know, you're talking about back in the Reagan administration. I mean, let's go back into the 40s. Uh, you remember the the movie Reefer Madness? Oh, yeah. That um, it, you know, was all a campaign. I, I'm, I'm going to have to pull this up. So if I'm off the, the page here, but I, I want to say that the cotton farmers were involved in... Um, the, not the cotton farmers, the uh, alcohol industry. Okay, okay, but the, the, again, back in the that whole reefer madness thing has been around for a while. Um, you, you know that the people in the '60s didn't invent smoking marijuana. I mean, it, it goes back over time. Um, the other side of it is, uh, for me, is you can argue that it does have some sort of medical value, uh, you know, going with testimonials in the medical states from people. You know, are they people scamming it? Of course they are. There's people scamming McDonald's. There are people scamming the the uh, the uh, self-serve at the Walmart. So, yeah, I mean, and don't, don't forget the people that are scamming the government, just oh, like those people yeah. that took, what, $1.2 billion? Yeah, in, yeah. Um, in Minnesota? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, an interesting quote today is that remember that the people that sell the panic panic sell the cure. Yeah. And That's a good line. It, 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 you know, it is like, uh, yeah. But uh, for me, I mean, I, I certainly could, uh, you know, be involved in the argument that it, it is helpful for some people. Um, it should be an arrow and a doctor's um a doctor's uh, quiver. Um, the other side of it is it's uh, one heck of an untapped revenue stream. Yeah. Well, let and me it, get um, to reefer madness before you. That's okay. a good point. Yeah. It, it said in reefer madness that a high school principal, Dr. Alfred Carroll relates to an audience of parents that marijuana can have devastating effects on teens. In his story, a drug supplier entices several restless teens, including sisters and brothers and somebody else, frequently referring a reefer house. Gradually, Ooh. Bill and Jimmy are drawn into smoking dope, which affects oh their God. family lives and leads to terrible crime. That's the way reefer madness was put That's out to right. people That's in 1936. Right. Yep. So, the, but it, it was, as far as I can remember, it was uh, sponsored by the alcohol industry, which was, you know, booming then after... Yeah. Well, they got rid of the prohibition in uh, 31 or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you start talking about the Volstead Act, uh, yeah. you know, how'd that work? You yeah, know, that I worked mean, out uh, real good. Yeah. I mean, how'd that work? You know, and then when people came back and said, well, you know, uh, we can make some money on this. So um, why don't we uh, legalize and tax it? 
Yeah. Now and, you should talk about the monetizing of uh, yeah. how what they've done in the other states. That well, are... I mean, here's the business side of it. You have to have a business license. You have to hire people. You have to have a storefront. You have to have air conditioning and heat, electricity, telephones, computer systems, everything that a retail operation needs to have. And then on top of that, you got to have, you know, a, a little more than the average bear of security services. So when you say that the product is lollipops, uh, and I don't use that as a play into edibles, that is like, oh, wow, that creates a lot of jobs and a lot of cash flow. And then we say, well, that's uh, uh, selling recreational marijuana or medical marijuana. Well, you didn't have that problem with tobacco. Uh, you didn't have that problem with alcohol because you uh, saw the tax money in it. I mean, in the state of Colorado, if my memory serves me, when it went legal there, um, their whole um, eradication uh, budget was like, OK, let's put it back on into what people call serious crime. I mean, they weren't going to pop people that were in the system for marijuana because it was then legal. I mean, there's a lot of money in it on the government side, on the lawyer side. Um, again, you know, alcohol, any, anyone that's selling a depressant would be, uh, you know, opposed to, uh, legalization of either. But, uh, I mean, it's a market that's for the most part already there. And, um, many states, uh, have chosen what they call, or what I would call, I should say, the state's rights approach. And they've said, this is what we want for the people in our state, and uh, we're going to do it. So, you know, we'll see what happens in South Carolina. It's been in the system, I think, seven, eight, nine years, the Compassionate Care Act. Um, we thought it might rear its ugly head this year, but they skillfully uh, talked to us that, well, we're going to do it, and then they didn't, so... But uh, I mean, and that's an interesting uh, bill in itself is that it doesn't relate to flour. It's all um, edibles and tinctures and um, and and that sort of thing. You, you won't be able to go into a store and buy, you know, your favorite flour or pre-roll or anything. It's going to have to be on the chemical side. Uh, I, that's my understanding of it. If someone listens to this and says, uh, you're off base. Uh, you can shoot us an email at two old goats at gmail.com. That's T O O old goats at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. I mean, uh, one of the things uh, that I think John and I will agree on is that um, we're interested in, in points of view, it, it's just defend them. Yes. And, and um, if if you're going to, you know, defend them with something you heard on PBS or CNN or Fox or wherever or, or the checkout line at the grocery store, well, that's not going to do anything because you're basically parroting, in my opinion. And, and yeah. a, little, a little later on, uh, there's a, a story. Maybe we'll get to it today about uh 
uh, learning from uh, the uh, price of soybeans, but we'll talk about that ag again. But uh, again, uh, it, it, something you want to add on this before we move on, on uh, uh, marijuana. Well, just a piece of reference point. As of November in 2015, 23 states <laughs> and the District of Columbia have legalized marijuana for medical use. 19 states in D.C., have decriminalized the drug, which broadly means they have removed criminal penalties for possession of small amounts of marijuana, replacing jail time with a fine. Colorado, Washington, Oregon, Alaska, and D.C. have legalized recreational marijuana for use in adults. And I think I read today that Oregon has said that drugs are legal. And I don't know what that means. Everything? But uh, they, um, I, 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 I don't know that if the term would be legal. Uh, I did see that psilocybin was something that you could try in Oregon. Uh, they're, they're a little more open, shall we say, than other parts of the country. And, and, you know, I would direct folks that are in Oregon. They also can, you know, drop us an email. And I'm too old for that psilocybin. I don't like to see trees no. walking around. No, no, it's that was another time. Yeah. And uh, one of my uh, favorite quotes. I was talking to a psychiatrist, and uh, about what did what do you think about um, you know legalizing medical or recreational? And uh, he raised the question: Is uh, I would be in favor if you knew where it came from? And it's an interesting point. I mean, we're seeing stuff all the time about altered uh, drugs. I remember back in the 70s, what was it, the Paraquat thing, where we were all dying from the CIA's defoliating of crops, whatever that foolishness was back in the day. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's something that it, it needs to be looked at. And as I said earlier, it, it, if it helps somebody, then... You know, let's take a look at it. Uh, another sidebar, if I can, on uh, D.C. I, I actually think D.C. is very entrepreneurial in the um, nonprofit sector um, because it, it's not legal to sell marijuana in the District of Columbia, but you can gift it. And what that what happens is that you make a donation to this nonprofit uh, of a certain price range. And uh, just like um, PBS, uh, you have premiums that uh, you can receive for your generosity. And uh, that's currently the plan to the best of my knowledge in um, the District of Columbia. So. Maybe that's, uh, maybe uh, there's not enough people in Congress that are contributing um, to nonprofits. I mean, well, getting back to your point about where it comes from, marijuana in Colorado is highly regulated. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're not getting uh, fentanyl in your pot. No, no, no. So, I mean, if it passes in this state, I'm sure there'll be even more regulations on it. You're and 
we know it would be clean because it'll come yep. right from the farms. Yep. And considering, you remember Danny Ford from uh-huh. Clemson? Mm-hmm. One of the biggest hemp farmers in the state. There you go. Now, why would he be a hemp farmer if there wasn't money in the future in that? Well, there is money in it. Um, I mean, there's there are people that'll tell you that you could uh, make paper with it. Uh, you can make um, it, it can be used for fiber, like making clothes. Um, I mean, there are all kinds of purposes um, that were intended in the Farm Act. And again, some not so clear points in the far back where you could get CBD at uh, at the convenience store. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, my feeling is anything you can buy at a convenience store is probably not good for you. <laughs> uh, again, I'm not. I, I go at convenience stores all the time, and and it's either uh, Red Bulls or uh, or water. So I mean. Uh, that's a story there, but I think that uh, that'll get us started on on marijuana. Thank you for the federal stuff. I I, I didn't know that. I, uh, again, I, I think it's um, you know someone asked me, would you have been in favor of legalizing smoking or alcohol? And I said, well, that's an odd question. Are either of those enforceable? And and they're not. So, you know, we make the best of a bad situation uh, and we put tax on it. Well, they already tried on alcohol with the Volstead Act. Yeah, well, that again, you know, how'd that do? Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Al Capone. Uh, Thank you for for a great TV show, The Untouchables. Thank you for Elliot Ness. Yeah. All of that, thanks to the Volstead Act. All of that. All, All right. Crime. What's and, next we want to talk about? Uh, and speaking of crime, oh, I'm sorry. That's, I used the wrong term. Uh, Alleged. I, I, I would like, uh, before we go down this next road, uh, uh, share another quote that I, I heard recently about uh, invoking the Fifth Amendment. And it's, um, you know, people say, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to invoke the fifth. I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything. Well. For you to be able to invoke the Fifth Amendment. You're basically admitting that you did something wrong and I'm not going to tell you. You can't make me tell you. So I'm. I have something that you want to know, but. You, you can't make me tell you that. So when people say, you know, well, no, it's part of the Constitution and, you know, innocent until proven guilty, which is, you know, not going down that road today. But uh, I mean, it's just interesting that um, the way the system works and uh, it, it's just crazy. Well. Whom was it that we can remember lately that said, if you take the fifth, then you're guilty? Yeah, that was a federal court judge that said that. He said, and, and, and in an order, a retired federal court judge, and he said, again, in order for you to invoke it, you are protecting yourself from incriminating yourself, which means or implies 
that there is an answer to the question that would implicate you in a civil or criminal penalty. Because if you're not guilty of anything, there's nothing that would incriminate you. Right. Is that correct? That's right. All right. So, well, uh, you know, thank you for my being able to use my law and order law degree today. <laughs> All right. Well, you can't wait a minute. You can use a Fifth Amendment in a criminal, I mean, a, a, a civil trial and to tell the jury that the effort, the um, reference is that you took the fifth. And that means that you have something to hide, but you yes. can't use that in the criminal proceedings. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's again, you know, it's like it's not that's not really my hand in the jar. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that that's what it is. All righty. Let's uh, talk about our friends down in Atlanta <laughs> and the grand jury there that wants to talk to our senior senator. And our senior senator does not want to talk to them. And he has, uh, you know, learned from the great master of misdirection. And uh, he's gone to the United States Supreme Court and requested a stay. And uh, it's interesting that the Supreme Court justice that allowed the stay was Clarence Thomas. And where have we heard that name before? I don't know. Was it when <laughs> the Supreme Court ruled on his papers, on 45's papers, that it was eight to one in favor of, yeah, you can take a look at him. And uh, who was the one? Clarence Thomas. So Clarence is on a streak here. I mean, God bless him. I mean, you know, maybe he's just seeing something we're not. And, you know, maybe he is the savior of all of this. But it doesn't look so on paper. It doesn't pass the smell test. Yeah. And then when we start looking at the conversations that uh, his wife had with the chief of staff and alleged uh, array of conspirators that, I mean, at what point do you say, uh, you, you know, you're the wife of Supreme Court justice. I mean, you're not the wife of, of the guy that, you know, bags groceries at the Walmart. I mean, there's a difference. I mean, you, can you be that active? And if you can, is it reminiscent of Martha Mitchell? <laughs> the mouth of the South. I mean, back in the day, you know, there was discussions that she was just a crazy old drunk woman. And she had no idea what she was saying. And then Mr. Dean sang for a couple of days and then Mr. Butterfield dropped the bomb, as we say. Alexander Butterfield. Yeah, from he was with the FAA. Is that where he was with? I mean, you he know, was I with. I, I it was just some agency. It was like, I, I, why is he? Why is he there? He was one of that list of special uh, assistants to the international president. Yeah, yeah. And, I, 
I don't know what his job was. Well, in it, reality, it, he knew too much. I know that much. <laughs> he uh, knew there were recordings. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, Nixon. I wrote a paper in college on Nixon, an interesting gentleman. And I mean, his whole mission in life was history. And I, I think it's interesting that um, if you get selective in his administration, it's like, wow, you really did some stuff. And then when you look at it, some of that stuff was questionably legal. I mean, enough to have you resign from the presidency. Well, so, that was um, because he didn't have to testify. Well, and I, if he'd had to testify before Congress, he would have been a crook, yeah, and well, he would have been probably indicted. But well, they I mean, pardoned him. Well, and and President Ford said he wanted to end the madness. Was basically, yeah. well, I mean, and there was nothing to come of punishing. I mean, they punished everybody else. I mean, you know, all all the underlings, as it were, um, did jail time. I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Gordon Liddy actually got a uh, um, his own radio show. Yeah. And I remember one of his quotes was he was instructing people where to shoot an ATF agent serving a warrant because they don't have armor there. Um, I thought that was kind of weird. Well, he had, he had to be a little bit nuts because the CIA got rid of him. Yeah, well, I mean, if the crazies get rid of you, that should tell you something. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I, I digress. We go back to Lindsay, and uh, so there's a stay, and we don't know whether he's going to have to go testify in Georgia, and for, and it, it just gets more and more Nixon-esque. I mean, uh, what is it? Um, everything old is new again? Seems to be. That's it. That's it. Well, so, Lindsay's a lawyer, oh, you know, and, uh, well, you know, Lindsay's sort of questionable in this state. We don't know what to think of him. Well, uh, the, the people that like him, like him, and he gets reelected. I mean, you know, we can talk about, you know, I mean, Henry Mack to me uh, is a joke and, um, and the rest of them are jokes. But that's my politics. That's not the state's politics. I mean, they were duly elected. I mean, I mean, and, and that's the thing that I, I think we need to really focus on is the term duly elected. Correct. And, um, and, and that brings me up to um, some of the candidates that, uh, that we have now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fascinated in Georgia, that um, you have Reverend Warnock, who was the minister at Ebenezer. I mean, uh, Ebenezer is where he came from. And um, the, the other candidate came from between the hedges. <laughs> and, Good way to put it. And you know, you got to be a Georgia fan to know that, though. Well, well, I mean, I mean, he's a heck of a football player. Won the Heisman. I mean, you know, what can you say? You know, he never stole a freight train that we're aware of. And uh, but I, I did get a kick out of him showing his badge. Uh, I mean, 
but uh, to me, it's it's scary that that race is close. And the same thing in Pennsylvania. Um, another TV personality enters government and running against Fetterman. And, you know, here's a guy uh, that made a ton of money selling new age snake oil. That uh, was probably something I could get sued for. But I mean, a lot of new age cures. I, I, cor I correct myself. And then, you know, Fetterman, he bills himself as Joe Blue Collar. Um, Which I mean, he really he, is. I mean, it, it, I mean, he's worked in government at least. Um, you know, there's different points of view as to how successful or not successful he, he was or is. Well, he was lieutenant governor, and he's the one that was spearheading the, uh, the pandemic response in Pennsylvania. So he did a good job, like Como was doing it in New York. He well, was doing no. that in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, so, so, you know, we have people that have experience and we have people who do not. And that we also have some that have the 45 industrial, uh, um, um, the, the, what is the word I'm looking endorsement. Endorsement. And, uh, and and they have presence because of that, and that's and, probably the only reason they've got it. Well, I, you know, I mean, tell me, Bill, could this guy in Georgia get elected if he didn't have somebody pushing him? I mean, he doesn't have the brains to be a senator, and evidently, well, yeah, the one, you know, to, we would have to argue that point. I know, because <laughs> I've seen a few that are just you know, not there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, is all they can do is toe the party line. And that's uh -huh. what we, we want in this thing that we're doing is if you got a comment, don't come at us with talking points, yeah. come at us with some yeah. really facts, some yeah. real facts rather not BS because talking points are just talking points. They don't give you anything. It's just like the guy I was telling you about at the park. Yeah, he had yeah. an NRA hat, and he spouted for ten minutes, and he only could spout talking points. And any time I'd question him on that, he'd go off to another talking point, but he couldn't back up anything he had to say. And that's the whole point of us having a conversation. At least we've got facts and figures, and it's not just what somebody said. And that's what I mean by talking points. Well, I, I what troubles me is. You know, you could replace Oz and Warnick with anybody. I mean, that's how this is going. I'm not voting for Warnock because he's a Democrat. I'm not voting for Fetterman because he's a, a, a Democrat. I'm not voting for Oz. I'm not voting for Walker because they're Republicans. I mean, these, these giant um, lines in the sand. And, I mean, you, you're also looking at, people who the courts say are wrong about the election deniers and, and they're on the ballot. And, you know, I wonder, is this the best we can do? No, but it's the, it's the plate that we're handed to deal with because Trump decided I won the election and he has no basis to say that except he keeps saying it. 
because well, it's getting him money. Uh-huh. People keep contributing. Mm-hmm. So it's making him money. Mm-hmm. What else is he doing it for? Because he lost 61 cases in the courts. Yeah. yeah. And a bunch of lawyers got disbarred huh? because they went into court and didn't have the facts to back up what they were doing. So they were censured or not disbarred, yeah. but yeah. censured. Yeah. I think Giuliani's the one that got lost his law license. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Giuliani, I mean, he lost a lot of respect. I think when you, <laughs> when you look at who Rudy Giuliani was and what he did and, you know, to just go, I mean, the picture, and it's very mean, but we live in a culture of gotcha journalism. But that picture of him with the hair dye running down the side of his face. And, and I was just like, Rudy, Rudy, you brought down Gotti. It's, it's the same guy that brought down Gotti. And he's in front of a porn store with his dye job dripping. It's just, I, 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 I don't get it. Well, alcohol will do that to you. Yeah, well, it's it, just. It appears he likes a lot of alcohol. Well, apparently, but um, him and Lindsay both, because yeah, every I, I time guess. I see Lindsay, his eyes are bloodshot. Well, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, Lindsay's back on the uh, medicinal from somewhere. Maybe that's what's making his eyes red. Wouldn't that be a story? <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody caught Lindsay, you know, rolling a bone. And oh, can I no say pun. that? No, no pun. Intended. No pun intended. And. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, standing behind, you know, a restaurant in Anderson and just, you know, token away. That would, of course, that, that might get him a few more votes. You never know. I mean, you, you, you never know. It is South Carolina. Yeah. Hey, you know. Well, and, and again, when, you know, you talk about South Carolina, you know, and we chatted about this a little earlier. I mean, you have a chance to vote. It started today in south carolina and um or as we record i should say i shouldn't say today since this won't be live but um as as we are recording that early voting is taking place in south carolina and uh record turnout on both sides Uh, we're being programmed by the media from the left and the right that we're winning they're winning to kind of uh, gin us all up i guess and the uh, state website went down for voting today. Oh, of course it did. You know, well, the, 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 <laughs> hey, you know, the one thing about South Carolina's IT department, it's consistent. Yeah, boy. I mean, you can say what you want, but it's consistent. But, I mean, and, and talking about votes, I mean, it, I, I, I use this quote a lot. Uh, uh, and I want to say it was David Letterman was talking to, um. Oh, it just went. Uh, Tom Brokaw and Letterman said this was back when politics was less crazy than today, or I mean, who knows? Probably as crazy. And he asked him. He said, "What do you think the founding fathers would have said about the political climate now?" And uh, Brokaw's quote was, "He thought Jefferson would say that's how we drew it up." 
And I think that's the power of voting. And, you know, if you don't like the left, you don't like the right, you don't like, you know, whatever you don't like, um, you know, maybe find something you do like and help those people be successful. But um, we have to to vote. I mean, you know, I, I fully understand people don't like Joe as the president. Well, you know, he was duly elected to the best of our knowledge, just like Mr. Trump was against Hillary. He was duly elected to the best of our knowledge. And um, I, I, I just think, you know, people, I mean, Please, 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 please vote. Oh, yeah, because we do. We're going to go down in the thick of it on the two, next uh, week from Tuesday and uh, stand in line and see what's going on with the crazies. Well, you, I mean, you saw yesterday think... the news about them having armed people around uh, the drop boxes in uh, oh, please. Colorado. Please, please, please. You give a person a gun and they think they can go out well, and intimidate people. Well, I mean, we have a sheriff's department, don't we, in in Mesa? I mean, we have a police department in Mesa. If there was some concern, then they would be out there, not a bunch of deer hunters. In Maricopa County, is that yeah. where that was? Yeah, it's in Mesa. Well, I mean, you know, let's chat a minute about, you know, I have a gun and I can use it. Let's say, for example, I live in South Carolina. And I have a friend in North Carolina that is concerned about their property. So they asked me to come up there. And um, I'm 16, and I get an automatic weapon from a friend. I cross the state lines into North Carolina to help my friend protect his property. And the reason I bought a, brought a gun is because I planned on using it to protect the property. So, in essence, you've crossed state lines with a firearm you're not allowed to have with the intent to kill. Now, it's a little weird to me. And the same thing with these guys. Why, what, what, what do you plan on doing, sir, if you somebody pulls up that, you know, is the wrong color and the wrong size or the wrong smell or the wrong whatever your guideline for wrong is today, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot them. That that that's your intent is to tell the government, to tell law enforcement that you feel you know the left is trying to defund. You're defunding them by going out there and doing what you know they are already doing. Um, it's just I don't get it. I mean, I don't get it. I mean. I, I mean, what is your intent? Tell me, John, what is their intent? Are, are they going to shoot somebody? No, that's intimidation. Well, I mean, you know, if you were black or brown or whatever, you know, for you to go and drop your ballot in the ballot box 
and you see guys sitting there in lawn chairs with their M16 beside them, that's intimidation to a lot of people. Just the act of seeing that out in the open. I mean, but you know, we've been intimidated before by the police in many times. But, you know, their job is to protect. Yes. Their job is not to be the ass that some of them have been in the past. Uh, but, you know, we've well, there, got that. Well, there's bad clowns. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's nobody that, that you know, that, you know, just because a certain percentage is not as um, justice-oriented as others doesn't mean they're all not. Nobody ever said... You know, get rid of the police. I mean, I, I would quote Shakespeare from um, the Tempest, not from the Tempest, from, uh, oh, it escapes me where it's from. But, it, you know, it's first um, we kill all the lawyers. And the next line is, and then there will be chaos. Well, that's what happens if we, kill, if we get rid of the police. There, there, there will be no order. So, I mean, that's just, and, and I, I, I don't want people who, whose passion for killing animals sitting in a parking lot with a weapon when we have people who are trained for that. Well, I mean, is that too much to ask? No, that's not. That's it. When I got out of the army. You know, you can get a job as a cop. You didn't have to have a high school diploma. Now, that was in, in 1970. So, I mean, it's all you had to do was apply, but you didn't have to have a high school diploma. Pretty much now, you have to have at least an associate degree to even get on with the police department. But why, why do cops go out and shoot somebody 17 times like they did a few months ago? When he's running, yeah, you know, I yeah, mean, yeah. and well, what they did in Charleston. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the state's case was he was resisting arrest and fleeing until the the uh, cell phone video showed it was what the court found to be cold blood. Yeah, Sam Duvall, I believe, was the I, guy that did the video. Yeah, I, I I don't remember the details of it. I mean, it's the same thing that uh, we look at what we see and and how horrific it is, and I have to say to myself, oh, that's just what we see. You know, that's that's not all of it. That's just what we see. Um, I mean, the guy, what was it in the McDonald's? You know, end up shooting the guy that uh, wasn't even the right car. It's, I mean, it's insanity because you have a gun. Yeah, you know, you I'm, can go out, you get mad when you're young. You have no temper to. I mean, you you're not tempered enough yeah, yeah, to right. realize a gun is not the way to do it. Yeah, well, you know, Meryl or my wife and I always say guys have a different way of doing things. When they get all mad at each other, they go out and they talk it out or they swing at each other, and it's all over then. It's not, you know, we're going to get you six months later. Got Women, it. on the other hand, hold grudges, it seems like. Forever. Oh, you said that. I didn't say that. Yeah, well, 
I, I go for a long list of experience. On yeah, well, I'm just going to say I didn't say that. I'm, I'm on all the record is. <gasps> but go so ahead. a funny reference. When I got out of the military, I got a letter from the U.S. Marshal Service that said, "Please apply. You have all the skills necessary for this job." They wanted me to be a sky marshal, and I go, "That's just where I want to have a gun is in the air." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like you know? decompress the cabin. So, uh, it's, needless to say, I did not apply. Okay. Well, so, that's just one of those things I wanted to throw in. All righty. That is good. Another Have you run out of time yet? Well, we, you know, we're still having fun yet. Um, and, and who knows what's going to happen here. I want to move um, to uh, an, a, a conversation I had the other day. And it was critical of uh, the news media and, you know, pick a flavor that uh, I, I kid people, you know, f find a story, see it on multiple news sources. What locks up is the truth. What doesn't lock up is the bias. And everyone has one. Um, but this person made a comment and they said, I just want the facts. I'll decide what to think. I don't want people saying, this is what you should believe. I just want the facts laid out. I'll interpret them and how they apply to me. Is That sounds rational to me. Yep, I like that. That's how you form an informed decision. How you form an informed decision. You get out there and get the facts, and you can make up your own mind. It's like why, like you keep saying, that's why they make different flavors of ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, whatever the market will bear. I, I, I think that's a valid point. I mean, you know, you and I being old goats, uh, let me throw out the email again, and uh, that is uh, goats T-O-O, goats, two old goats. Uh, at uh, Gmail. We also are on Facebook at uh, Two Old Goats as well if you want to go over there and see our spiffy logo and stuff. But um, it, we grew up in a time when there was only 30 minutes of news. I mean, it was 15 minutes of local and 15 minutes of national and back to funny stuff. Um, now we have a 24-7 and that's a lot of air to fill. What do you think? I think it's too much air to fill because now we get too many opinions. We don't get the facts like we did when Walter said, and yeah, that's yeah. the way it is. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, well, I mean, because everybody believed Walter and yeah, you, well, or you watched Huntley Brinkley. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember uh, that those guys used to smoke during their newscasts. Yeah, uh, yeah, Murrow. You remember Murrow? Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, that no, was. I, I think that I remember him till about fifty-five or so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we but watched I was little then. Yeah, I watched Douglas Edwards with my dad. Um, I mean, Walter Cronkite. You know, arguably a man who stopped a war. Exactly. Uh, that uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, Walter Cronkite stories was the Kennedy assassination. And they told him, get on um, now and uh, and talk about it. And he said, uh, we don't have it backed up. 
I'm not going out there until I know it's the facts. And they were like, oh, it's the facts. And he said, not till I think it is. And, you know, that was a day when it was, you know, don't be the first one out with it. Take your time and do it right. Exactly. And, 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 but here's a twist that I, I, I would like some insight on is what if it's a business? What if it's an entertainment business? And they've so heavily researched their market that this is what we want. And they're just pandering to us. And again, I'm not talking about a particular flavor. I'm talking about all the flavors. Well, wouldn't that be Fox News? Well, I mean, it's Fox to people who don't like the right, and it's CNN to people that don't, I mean, don't like the left, and CNN for people who don't like the right, and, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, PBS is PBS, and then you have an assortment uh, since the internet has leveled the playing field. I mean, there was a time you had to have your 15 minutes on the network at six o'clock. Now you have, uh, you, you know, a, a modem and a microphone, and you're on the same ground as them. Um, I, I think that's a, a part of the problem too, and you know, and I guess in, in a sense we are part of that or perpetuating that. But um, I mean, it, it's 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 just crazy. And, and 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 I don't think we have the capacity to even handle it. Well, there's so many news channels out there, quote news channels, uh-huh. which are opinion pieces based. Uh-huh. And uh, now I see on Sunday morning that the local stations are buying X woman, whatever her name is, that does a report out of Washington and. Her stuff is really slanted one way. Uh-huh. I look at that and go, but why do you buy that? You know, years ago, it had to be equal time. Oh, it yeah. had to be fair and balanced. Now yeah. Fox has got fair and balanced, but they're not fair and they're not balanced. Well, they don't have to be. No, but they, they want to use that. They've co-opted that name. It's like well, the- a little thing that blew up about somebody we know calling somebody a thug. Well, in my household, a thug is a good thing because yeah, well, I was called a union thug union for many thug. years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you, I wear you, that proudly. That's right. I mean, it, you, you run, you, you wear brother and sister uh, prouder, but um, but I know what you're saying, yeah. 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 It's just, you know, I... I I, I, I just, it, it, it brings me to my, my last point and, and then, um, cause I'm just rambling here, but you know that we've been friends way too long, but, uh, back in the seventies, I was covering politics in the PD and, uh, I was out with one of the candidates and I was talking to people and, I had a conversation with this gentleman and I said, well, you know, what do you think about what's going on in the world? And he says, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. 
And at 24 years old, I'm, you know, looking at him like, you know, well, it should. And I asked him, I said, well, what does affect you? And he said, the price of soybeans. And I looked at him and he said, if I don't get a good price for my soybeans, can't run my farm, can't feed my family, I can't keep a house or a roof over my family. I can't keep going if I don't get a good price for my soybeans. So the most important thing to me right now is the price of soybeans. Um, as an old goat now, I wish I could find that farmer. Hopefully he's still alive and say, I wish I could have heard you then. <laughs> but um, I... On this line, and, and please just interrupt the heck out of me, I think there's a lot of people that they're really interested in the price of soybeans. And um, they're interested in what food costs. I mean, we talk about now that there's all kinds of issues um, depending on what side you're on. But the bottom line is, is that food costs too much. Wages aren't going up, and um, we're in this inflation crunch. And I, I do want to back up about that for a second. But I, I think people are focused on what is their price of soybeans. And talking points are something to use as talking points should they be questioned about this policy. And it's, you know, rather than saying, I just want to know what the price of soybeans are. So when people are, well, what do you think about blah, 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 And so, and they go, okay, you know, uh, you know, Hannity said this and that, you know, Anderson said this. And, you know, so it's handy because they're really concerned about the price of soybeans and feel detached from that. Is that crazy? Well, I think the problem is that when you are only concerned about one thing, there's so many other things that affect that price of soybeans that mm -hmm. he's only looking at the bottom line. Uh -huh. And that's the way a lot of people look. And when you're talking uh -huh. about talking points, they're hearing these minuscule things and they think they're educated on the point uh -huh. it's like voter fraud okay everybody screams there's all this voter fraud all these states are passing laws about voter fraud and making it harder to vote but uh -huh. the problem was they had eight cases across uh -huh. the country of voter yeah. fraud yeah. now if eight were in one state it might be an issue yeah. but across the country eight yeah, well, Mayor Daley probably had more dead people than that voting. Well, Nixon realized that he had lost, uh, actually thought he had won, but he wasn't going to take it to a fight. That's what yeah. the story goes. Yeah. And he bowed out, which was one of the ethical things to do, which we don't have anymore. Ethics. Yeah, the yeah. only person that seems ethics. to have ethics right now is the January 6th committee and maybe Liz Cheney, which I don't really care for her, but I admire her for her yeah. ethics. Yeah, I mean, she fell on her sword. 
He did. I mean, I mean, here's a lay again. Ninety-two percent of her votes were with the former president. I mean, her daddy is her Darth daddy. Vader. Or Darth Vader, you know, <laughs> or Darth Cheney will will be that. I mean, a, ex, extraordinary, strong-willed man as well. I mean, both of them. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, this lady took it from Jump Street when they started stripping her of stuff, and she just said, "Fine, you know, you know, this is, I, I'm on a mission, and you're not." And I, I you have to respect that. I, I, I think that's something that. Both sides have to learn that we have to respect another person's point of view. But respect is respect. It is not acceptance. And um, again, as with with like Liz and I mean, we talked earlier about the, the Watergate committee. I mean, the whole world watched that. Exactly. But, Senator you know, Sam Irvin. Ah, uh, good old Sam. Well, uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people came out of that committee. But, but this one, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't want the pay-per-view rights to the <laughs> the January sixth. I mean, they're just. I, I don't think people care. I, I, I mean, the people that should or should not, depending on your point of view, be affected, don't care. Uh, I mean. There's enough on this guy to say, hey, hey, <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, you've got the state of New York, the city of New York, city of Atlanta, that, uh, or, or Fulton County. I, I mean, I mean, does everybody hate him that much that he's just being that persecuted? I mean, like he said, he's the most persecuted president in history, you know, and it's just tough. I mean, that somebody if we indeed are doing this and I say we are um, people who are of a different point of view, then we need to rechannel this energy and get some stuff done. (laughs) I'd have to agree with that. I mean, we're not that powerful. I mean, that's what, you know, I, I hear all this whining and crying and, you know, and I say, well, you know, last check, 70% of newspaper columnists called themselves conservatives. Uh, the largest audience for news is with Fox as 70 something percent um, or or 50 to 70, depending on what you look at, get their news from Fox. Uh, Air America died well, uh, because no one would support it. There was no market for it. So, um, I mean, does that say something about information or does that say something about the kind of meat they like in the pit? I think you're on the ladder on that one because everybody wants something salacious. Uh, when we talk about my wife's father, he used to watch Fox News all the time because he liked to look at the pretty girls. So was that his reason? But no, because he voted right wing. So he was falling in line. But they're not giving you uh, an unbiased opinion. They're giving you their opinion. They slam it when 
the president does something they don't like, they slam it, which all the other news channels do that too. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got their, this is what I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the news hour out of WGM, I had some real hope for that, and they're trying as hard as they can, but you know, they're actual stringers doing real news and events and not eight people sitting around the table telling me I have no idea what I've learned from being alive for 71 years. <laughs> and, and, and I think that offends people. And, um, I, again, I, 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 I think people that distrust government, um, on the right, don't realize that the people on the left don't trust the government either. Well, when uh, 45 decided to call everything fake news because he didn't like the question, you know, that just jumped on everybody. Well, you're not real news. You're out there putting an opinion out. Yeah. So, you know, the thing about propaganda, you say it enough and you say it often, people believe it. Yeah, three times. If you say it three times, uh, people believe it. And, you know, I've got a little experience with that. So um, I yeah. understand propaganda a little bit. Yeah. And that's the way it works. Keep saying it and people will decide to believe yeah. it. Yeah. It's, well, the, it's the truth. And the president said it. So that's got to be the truth. Yeah. Well, even I though mean, he was never one that was well acquainted with the truth. Well, I mean, again, it's I, it, uh, my opinion is uh, charge him. and uh, let's just move on Uh, because we've, he's going to beat it and because he's beat it in the past. I mean, again, you, you don't have to agree with him, but you got to respect him. I mean, he knows how to, to, you know, to to honk the system. I mean, that's the problem though. You and I can't ever do that. Yeah. Well then, you know, it's, you know, money talks in the regular guys walk. That's right. Because he's got the money to do that. But, it, it, you know, it's... It's the best defense uh, money can buy. Yeah, well, I, I just think that, you know, that we're going to go to the convention and there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff going on, possibly reminiscent of the 68 Democratic Convention, and uh, he's going to muscle his way in, well, and th- then it's going to get crazy. Well, it could possibly be that he's not ineligible. Well, I mean, and that's going to cause a major problem anyway, because yeah. then people are going to hit the streets. Yeah, well, charge them. Well, I, 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 I'm asking you, just charge them. I don't know, you know? what DOJ is going to do. Yeah, well, you know, revoke his passport. They've got you know, his passport, don't they? Put him on. I, 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 who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, put him. You know, put an ankle monitor on him in Trump Tower. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's a hey. He's under investigation. There's plenty of people walking around right now, you know, that are bonded out that are not guilty of anything yet that had a little ankle bracelet. You know, let's give them an ankle bracelet. And uh, I mean, it's I I just I mean, if you start talking about a perp walk for him, don't want to be on that security team. Oh, no, that would be (laughs) tough. Uh, No, no. Well, I think we about uh, hit the wall here, young man. Did we and, get everything uh, in? Huh? I, I I think we got pretty close, and uh, I guess everyone will tell us that if there anybody even hears it. 
But uh, again, uh, you can reach us in uh, email at 200oldgoats at gmail. And we're also at Facebook. Thank you.